You're listening to the Footprints of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Ash Gartner. Today on Footprints, I'm joined by international sports TV presenter Adriano Del Monte. He's worked for some of the world's biggest networks and has moved around the world from London to Miami, Qatar, New York, Milan and in Germany. He's learnt to cast self-doubt aside and embrace the journey. For Adriano, leadership is all about belief, courage and decisiveness. Adriano, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, can you tell me a little bit about your journey to your current role? It's been uh, it's been a long journey, an enjoyable journey, and a journey as you touched on that has touched a few different parts of the globe. I graduated from university in two thousand and nine, and did a, did an arts media communications degree at the time, which. I'm not sure if it's it's still around, but basically from there, I always knew that my passion was in in television broadcast, and I always had a very strong passion for for sport, particularly soccer, which always from a very young age made me did feel that I would need to seek avenues abroad to explore to explore the world at the highest level, and that was always always the goal. So, shortly after graduating, I did make a move to London and was very fortunate to be accepted into a few internships with a couple of top broadcasters where I worked in a bit more of a written and behind the scenes capacity, the likes of ESPN, Sky Sports. I spent a little bit of time with The Guardian as well. And it was really through that, the, the, the lessons of hands-on experience post-studies that I was able to to gain further clarity on where I wanted to take myself. And a very busy 10 years that followed but in short it took me eventually to, to well back to Australia I did work in some radio and took that next step in the industry it then did lead me to my first television job in Miami of all places uh, after a, a short on-air test a screen test that I did as a very young and raw 22 year old many years ago now and it led to a job in Miami and I moved from Miami to Qatar as the network's headquarters were in Qatar and they liked what they saw from a very young and raw Australian after they bought into the Australian market and that was really the, the start of my television career about 2015 where I was working in an international capacity covering major global events, still quite young and inexperienced, but had the had the support and, and the opportunity to really learn on the job. And well, as you mentioned from there, it's taken me to, to New York, back to Melbourne for a little bit where I'm from and Milan, where I've been based the last couple of years and pursuing European football, particularly Italian football for six different global broadcasters, keeping very busy and in a different city or country every week. I'm coming to you from Germany at the moment in the middle of a few things here. So it's been an enjoyable journey, as I said, Ash, but certainly a very busy and challenging one at times as well. Now, was it a field that you always wanted to work in? It was. It was. From a very, very young age, I can recall as early as nine, ten years of age, there was always a passion for for the sport. I'm Italian background by origin, my family all from the south of Italy and Sicily, moved over to to Melbourne. I was born there and it was, it was I suppose, a, a sport, it was an aspect of our lives that was really a, a key figure for, for my family when they moved across in order to, to integrate into a new culture, into a new community with a different language. And it was really something that when I was born, it was 
it was the thing. It was the most important thing. And it was something that certainly connected and still to this day connects my family. So there was always that passion for that particular sport. I don't know, to be honest, where the, where the desire and, and uh, passion for working in television and broadcast did come from. But for as long as I've known from the age of three or four, I've always enjoyed speaking into a microphone. I've always enjoyed trying to entertain people. And I guess just marrying the two together made some sense. And it was a, a career path that post uh, studies I decided to pursue. It can be a notoriously competitive and tough industry to break into. In those early days, did you ever have your doubts whether whether you would be able to get over that first hurdle of getting your foot in the door? No doubt. And still to this day, it's, it's a never-ending, challenging journey. And I'm always very transparent. I do a lot of mentoring with younger students and aspiring people, individuals who aspire to work not only in broadcast but across any field. And it's it's the one thing, it's the one disclaimer to always make very clear. There, there are self-doubts that creep in. There are unexpected challenges that come about regularly. And it's always about, well, they are for me what has shaped me to be who I am today, to be not only the broadcaster or media personality but also the individual that I am. But certainly in the early stages, this is not a, well, certainly for me, wasn't a field where you move from point A to point B and you're guaranteed to arrive at point C. It just does not work like that. And I certainly took a bit of a left of field approach. I was encouraged to to follow a model which did lead to to a certain degree of, of, of success in Australia with regards to, well, if I, I, I had a relatively clearer idea if I, if I stayed locally that perhaps I would have a clearer destination, I suppose, but embarking on the, the journey abroad where I knew absolutely no one, where absolutely no one knew who I was and I didn't have anyone to open any doors for me, I was very aware very early on in my journey that working on the, the growth of contacts, the networking side of the industry was equally as important as the actual work itself. A, a bit more of the do the talk, walk the walk when you get the opportunity. But really, I, I felt that building relations and genuine relations with the right people in the industry, with the right people who could guide me, provide me feedback, and essentially just help me grow as an individual, they were going to be the key to my journey long term. And I have a number of people who have shunned and ignored me, many, many of those. But I also have a select few of people who really helped me a lot from 10 to 12 years ago, who still to this day are key figures in my growth and development as a broadcaster. And they were the ones that I had identified very early on based on a gut feeling that these are the people that I should seek this support and guidance from. So it's there's no, there's no blueprint for, for how to do what I've done at this point. It's just adapt, learn and embrace the journey. And that's certainly what I've stuck to to this point at least. Yeah, I mean, the media landscape in Australia is a difficult one to crack enough as it is. So I imagine it would be that extra degree of difficulty in jetting overseas, dealing with language barriers, like you said, networking outside of of the realms of of what you might have known in Australia. The theme of the podcast this season is leadership through adversity. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? It's, uh, look, the, again, as I said, the, the challenge is the ongoing challenge of uncertainty. 
it's pretty broad, but the, the, the fact is, is that many times, as I said, self-doubt has crept in. And I'm at an interesting point in my career where I have really, well, I certainly feel that I have established myself in my niche, in my field, in my new city of Milan. And as a result, I, I feel that I'm in a position where people are now starting to, to request me a lot more than I'm chasing them. But that certainly came by overcoming the challenges along the journey to put me in a position to really understand that. And, and I think there, there's, there's a, probably the biggest challenge is just dealing with the, the patience elements of, of an uncertain world, of an uncertain journey, dealing with the rejection, dealing with well, what felt like constant rejection, dealing with putting the work, time and effort in to get yourself to a point where you feel you're ready, but still you're being denied opportunities. And I, I think, I don't know if there is a specific label for that, but those constant self battles that, that you have with yourself, I feel that the way that I've always dealt with those challenges and with that adversity is just by taking a step back and looking at it a bit objectively and just feeling if I was advising someone else on how to do this, what would I say? Where would this lead them and what can they learn? And, and obviously applying that to myself. So look, I, I feel it's a, again, it, it's a very, it's a very difficult one because it, it's not that we've overcome them. And then those, those issues just disappear because as you touched on the, the landscape is, is a, is a difficult one across the globe. But at this point in time, it's just about, ensuring that I'm taking what I've learned from lessons and hardships and adversity earlier and continually applying them to my thought process and, and my decision-making going forward. And I think that's the way that, for me, I come back to always, how can I maximise my potential? How can I get the most out of the challenge that's ahead of me? How can I learn most from the adversity that I'll inevitably face again soon? And I always try and come back to those key principles to not get down over tough times, not get not get down in the dumps over over a, a rejection or something that I feel should go my way that doesn't, and just respond. And I think I'll take a lot of that away. I did play a lot of sport as well in my early years and oh, to every moment I can. I always am an active playing sport. And I think I certainly took a lot of that mentality from sport. You you miss this one or you fail in that game. There's next week where you can learn to respond and you take away the lessons learned from the failure and apply that next week and perform better or at least improve in a certain element. So yeah, it's it's a it's an ongoing process, but certainly they are challenges that I've always embraced because I feel ultimately it makes you better at what you do and most importantly a better person for it. And it would be one of those fields as well where you would hit some absolute peaks of your career. I know you've interviewed the likes of Lionel Messi. What are some of the other career highlights for you that make you stop, look back and say, hey, this has all been worth it? I think that's a very important point because it's, look, it's something I always like to remain as grounded as possible because when I've been fortunate to interview Lionel Messi or the last time that Serena Williams actually won a Grand Slam, which was back in 2017, the Australian Open, I was actually the on-the-ground correspondent for the Women's Tennis Association. And I had the first interview with her as soon as she won, before she went and met the local broadcaster. And that was a pinch-yourself, very surreal moment. But at the same time, I do feel that I've put the work in to deserve to be in this position, to be interviewing these people. So I certainly don't, I'm not overcome, I'm not overwhelmed at the time, but certainly upon reflection, I think it's very important to enjoy the highs and enjoy the wins, enjoy the moments that you've certainly worked hard for. And look, 
being in rooms with with people that I've looked up to, that I admire, that that I feel very grateful to be in, they are certainly the highlights. Sometimes I've I've been hosting. I was hosting an event four years ago on a super yacht in Gibraltar with various Real Madrid legends, and there were moments there where I was feeling to myself, "What on earth am I doing here?" I mean, I, I was I was hosting an event in a country where they speak. Spanish and a bit of English and I was speaking Italian because I was interviewing some players who couldn't speak either language and it was <laughs> it was a bizarre evening but these moments it's it does certainly make it worth it for me very recently I just came off the back of a very intense month covering the European Championships the Euros here the international tournament in football and Italy did win that and I covered all seven of their matches and other seven matches as well it was 14 matches in 28 days with about 75 COVID tests in that period as well, which yeah. was a job on top of a job. But for me, given given my given my connection to to Italy, my family, the sport, as I touched on earlier, to actually witness that and witness Italy win off the back of the hardship that Italy faced as a nation last year with COVID, honestly, still has not sunk in because we, as a family, have witnessed Italy perform at very high levels together previously I wasn't with my family this time around sadly but this for me truly was uh, the pinnacle of my working career to this point to have been very blessed and fortunate to witness what I did witness and as I said still sinking in but these small moments you do need to appreciate they are very important in again going back to to how to overcome challenges and how to deal with that and face adversity that certainly does keep you in line and and uh, you know, it's not always positive, but you learn from the negatives, but it makes the positives all the more sweeter. So going from the highs, it's obviously a career that involves a lot of sacrifice as well. Can you talk to me about that? No doubt. The, the sacrifice element is is one, again, it's always important to be open and transparent about. Again, when I do discuss career paths with, with individuals seeking to do similar or pursue similar things, particularly abroad, for, for me, the biggest sacrifice has been the time spent away from loved ones. And it's something that never, ever gets easier because I've invested so much time, so much money with uncertainty in taking myself abroad to all corners of the globe. But that means absolutely nothing in comparison to the sacrifice of spending valuable time and emotion away from those that you love most. And I'm very, very close with my family, my parents, my brother, all of my extended family, my my grandparents, and that is something that you never get back. So for me financially, if I've had money to invest in myself to jump on a plane tomorrow morning to fly to Miami, the other side of the world for a five-minute on-air screen test, I'll do it without thinking. But the the thought of having to to spend so much time away from, from family and those closest to you you don't get back and that's always for me particularly given my my close relations with them is is always a challenge and and also the difficulty of enjoying some of those high moments that some that we touched on that you don't get to share with them and the, the the difficulty of of i suppose enjoying what you've worked so hard for but more importantly what others have helped you achieve because none of what i'm doing or nothing that i'm pursuing I can be very clear in saying it would be impossible if I didn't have the support of my parents. And to not be able to physically share that with them, it, it's always tough. And it's always the bittersweet feeling of, of having moments in, in the career that are super positive 
from a work front, but clearly there's more to life than, than just that. You want to be sharing those moments with them. So something for me that doesn't get any easier, fortunately, technology has come a long way that we can see each other and we can do this. And obviously I can see those that I'd like to on a, on a regular basis. And it's very different from the first time that I went abroad 11 years ago, where I was in London for a long period of time. And we were still using the phones where you had to punch in 35 digits to just make yeah. a call five pounds per minute to make that call. So it has come a long way, which certainly does make it easier, but clearly the, the, that lack of physical connection is, is certainly for me the, the biggest challenge of them all. What is leadership to you? Some of the traits that you touched on that I that I had mentioned in terms of being bold in your decisions, being courageous, I translate that into, into ambition and no fear of ambition, but most importantly being decisive and and acting. I've I feel so blessed to have been born in Australia to an Italian family. I've always felt that I've had a really balanced perspective on things. I've I've seen the beauty in, in life that Australia provides and through all of my travel, I've been able to really cherish that and be grateful for that. I've I found that certainly when I was younger and lacked a bit more perspective, and I, I think we're all, we can all say that we're at fault for this at times. I think we take for granted how good life is in Australia. And I truly believe you only learn this when you really spend time outside of the world, not on a short holiday, but I've really learned that from my extended periods living abroad. You, you're really grateful for that. And, and as a result, that's really helped me have a very safe, secure upbringing where I've been able to, to reach for the stars with nothing to lose. And that's something that I always like to share with people, particularly from Australia. You have nothing to lose compared unfortunately compared to many others in the rest of the world who don't have the, the some of the the things that we don't even think twice about and I've always been very grateful for that and knowing that has always enabled me to pursue things very boldly and with courage without fear conversely I've seen the struggles from the Italian side of well when life cannot be so good and what it means to to uproot and move and the real sacrifice, real struggles, and they do not compare to sacrifice and struggles that I'm going through. If I feel that I'm the right person for for a TV job to talk about sport on an international broadcaster and I don't get that, well, that's hardly a, that's hardly a, a struggle with com in comparison and with respect to to jumping on a boat, jumping on a ship and sailing for one month to another country around the world that you don't even know how to speak their language and you're not bringing anything with you. And I've always utilised that to, to, I suppose, make my journey and, and, and my decisions, just to simplify them. In comparison, I'm not dealing with anywhere near what my family have had to overcome and endure to give me the, the, the platform and the upbringing that I've had to pursue my dreams. But I do always come back to my principles of leadership and Again, I, I like to I like to enforce them and, and uh, work on them through through mentoring and, and teaching. And I've always felt that through teaching, you can really enhance lead you, you enhance your leadership skills. You can enhance also your understanding of what it means to be a leader. And so, bringing that all in together, I've I've always again I, I feel that through the upbringing that I've had, it has enabled me to to bring out the best in decisions that I make because I feel that I make decisions without fear, without the fear of, well, what happens if this doesn't come off or, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? So I, I put a lot of my, my decision-making 
down to the fact that I had a, an upbringing which which provided me different perspectives and outlooks on life. Let's touch on some of the mentors you've had along your journey and some of the particular leadership qualities they've had that you've also tried to embrace. Can can you talk me through some of the mentors that have really helped you along the way? I can. Oh, look, one I'll, I'll get to. Second is, is through, again, the struggles and hardships of my family. But if I have to talk about a mentor or someone who has really guided me through my work field specifically, I, I can, can raise an individual who I, I briefly touched on before. I said in my earlier years, particularly through my studies, even while finishing high school, and I was really thinking about, well, how do I take a giant leap in this field? How do I even begin to learn what it means to pursue what I want to pursue abroad at the highest level? And there was a particular individual who just happens to be Australian who was living in the who is living in the United States and was living in the United States back then. And Sean, his name is, and he was the the director of talent at ESPN. Now, an individual who is from Australia, from Victoria as well, from Australia, and someone who was the very first contact that I made in a high-profile capacity at a high-profile network in ESPN in a high-profile country like the USA where I did aspire to work, who immediately provided me feedback, support and guidance out of the goodness of his heart. And I learned, upon reflection, I've learned so much from the way in which that he guided me back then and still to this day. I can tell you that after a decade of talking, after three or four visits to Connecticut at ESPN headquarters, we finally agreed a contract maybe a year ago. So it took 10 years, but we we eventually got to a point where it absolutely made sense. But he was an individual who provided me always very clear and honest and direct feedback, which I've, I think accepting constructive criticism and, and feedback along those lines can be difficult. But I think once you learn how to embrace and accept that, it's the best learning tool that you can have. And, and once you open yourself up to that, embrace it, you, you, you're going to progress so much quicker. And, and it was just certain traits of his that, I, again, I didn't realise until really upon reflecting in recent years that I haven't had, some, I haven't had any uncertain concerns that perhaps I, was, I had with him previously, but I've really learned that it was his directness, it was his openness, it was his genuine desire and will to, to support that I've tried to I've tried to include that into the way that I act with others and the way that I help others. And he was a really influential figure, I would say, in my in my career path to get to where I have, and he's still supporting me today. So he's been wonderful. The other side is certainly it comes from my family. And and the reason that the, the mentors that I have come from my family, particularly my two grandfathers who unfortunately passed away seven years ago, both of them, but that they were really the leaders of the families to do what is unimaginable for me. I cannot comprehend how they led a group of people to the other side of the world, built their lives from scratch and built the lives that they have. And there, there's a there's a lot of me which is obviously very, very realistic and aware that if it wasn't for them, that anything I'm doing now would not be the case. Professionally, personally, I would have a very different life. I cannot even imagine what my life would be. And I think it's that feeling of, of 
eternal gratefulness that you well, I certainly always looked up to them because again, there was that feeling of well, everything that they've endured and overcome is nothing compared to what I need to do. So if they can do that with so many setbacks, with so many things holding me back, well, holding them back, sorry, well, I can certainly put my mind and achieve whatever I want to. And it's very hard to look past them and those sacrifices and, and find something else out there that, that's, that's more motivating or inspiring to me. Yeah, that's an incredible message. Do, do you have particular routines or daily habits that you try to embrace to help you get the most out of your day or find success in your day? Look, I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm very... Life is very uncertain in this in this career path and and with that means that you well certainly for me i i need to to be adaptable and mm-hmm. ready to go whenever required and so as, as, instead of having physical daily routines or something that i follow i'm i'm someone who particularly from a work perspective just likes to consume as much as i can whenever i can you know i work currently for for six different global broadcasters, more or less on, on the same sort of competitions and, and, and aspects of the sport. But by consuming more information, by, by listening, by reading, by watching more, you're making yourself more well-rounded about the game or sport in general. And it just helps me to be prepared for if and whenever that next unexpected opportunity comes. It is an area of my life, certainly, that I would like to to change a little. I've I've been in a very, I've been in a very unstable, uncertain period, which has been very busy. But without that ability to really plan other aspects of life, purely because of the nature of the industry. However, at this point in time, it is a thing of. I can give you another example. There was a, a, a massive FIFA event in Milan a couple of years ago where it was the, the Best Player of the World Awards, and I was given the call seven days before that event to host this event, and it's not something you can be ready for. And there were a number of individuals in this event who I knew of, absolutely, but I didn't have enough information on these people. And but because I had been consuming information over the course of the season, men's football, women's football, men's coaches, women's coaches, other aspects of the game, I had enough information in me that it wasn't a daunting task to do a little bit more research. And and this is just the nature of the industry at, at this point in time where you can't only prepare for what you do, but you need to be ready across the board because things come. And it are these events that then can propel you to the next level. But I'm certainly in a, in a position at the moment where I really would like to, to consolidate myself with a bit more stability. And that is certainly the objective in, in this current season, where then I can start to integrate a bit more of a routine and flow into my life. But that is a, another perhaps sacrifice that comes. It is a lot of investment, daily investment into the job. Mm, absolutely. Now, you, you've spoken a bit about the mentoring and teaching work that you do. What piece of advice would you give to someone setting out on a similar journey to the one that you've had? There is a lot. There is really a lot. I always <laughs> like, again, I like to be transparent and, and give the backstory first just to understand. But 
I, I come to three very, very simple P's, I like to call them, which are patience, perseverance, and persistence. And it's these three elements which can be the most frustrating things to hear. And I remember even when I was much, much younger, I would be told, you just need to be patient, keep at it, it will come. And it was the most frustrating thing in the world to, to hear because, but I feel like I'm ready now. Why can't we just make it happen now? But it is just the reality of the industry. And, and I think that if you do have the ability to, to really understand the field, understand a potential direction and can just commit to something, you can then embark on a journey. And, and if you are putting in the work, doing what's required and are patient and have that belief that, that, it will, that it will translate into what you want, it will come. But it doesn't just happen. You need to persevere. You need to be consistent. You, you need to keep at it. And that's where the persistence comes in. And I, I mean, look, it's, it, is, it, is a, it is a mental challenge more than a physical challenge because those self-doubts, the, the, the doubts from outside come in. I, I mean, many, many times earlier in my career, many people suggest to me, you know, you've got brains, why don't you go and do something else which you're going to definitely do? You'll make money straight away. There are so many, I'm sure you can, can relate to, there are so Absolutely. many. Absolutely. Yeah, I've heard two, that before. Yeah, yeah. I still hear that. So there are, <laughs> there are so many of, of these things that creep in. But if you honestly believe that this is what you're passionate about, and again, I always come back to the fact of if, if we're here in Australia and we're, and we're listening in from there, well, you've got nothing to lose because we have a very, very good platform, a very good base there, there are avenues to explore. So if you keep, if you just keep at it, you're patient, you persevere, and you just persist, you, you will get through. And I always come back to, as I said earlier, maximizing your potential. I believe in reaching for the stars. I believe in, in, in aiming for the top, no doubt about that. But I also believe that you just need to worry about you because I, I've, I've never, the whole notion that anyone can do anything they want, absolutely but within within reason, because I, I certainly can speak from my own uh, upbringing and my own uh, path that if I didn't have the support of my parents, I could not be doing what I'm doing now. It's, it's not possible. And I'm very open with that because there have been times where I physically haven't been able to afford to do what I'm doing, but I've been able to persist with the support of my parents. So I always focus on maximizing my potential with the support, with the belief that I have. On top of all of that, the other element which I have touched on is, is respecting the networking side of it, respecting the contact side of it. And it is very, very important in this field because it is just the reality of the industry and the reality of a lot of the world. It's, it's not just necessarily who you know, but it is ensuring that when the time is right, that you are on the minds of those making decisions, that you are but you are someone rather than no one in the minds of these individuals. If you are seeking as a, as a youngster coming through feedback, how do I get to where you got to? How do I learn? How do I grow? How do I get better? You will be respected in the industry rather than not saying anything at all. It doesn't mean you won't be respected, but you may not be on the forefront of these individuals' minds when it comes time to making decisions. And Again, I don't know how this became a key element for me so early in my career, but I remember being in year 11, year 12 at, at high school and, and sending out emails to some local networks in Melbourne and to some local radio broadcasts in Melbourne, 
And so often I would send out 20, 30, 40. You hear back one, maybe two if you're lucky. Why? I don't know, but that's just how it works. But if you keep at that, you will eventually build a network of people who can help guide you. And again, coming from myself who in Australia, but particularly abroad, had no one, literally no one who opened the door for me. Every door that I opened, I opened by networking with people who helped me or taught me how to release that door or open that opportunity because otherwise it would not have been possible. So really investing time in the work, but also investing time in in the pathway, the journey and how to make it happen. Mm. And what's next for you now? What's next for me now? So I'm, as I said, currently in Germany. It's my third full season underway in while living in Italy. It's, uh, as I said, a lot of work from different platforms on the go. And it's another year, I feel, for me of just really j- just continuing that momentum and continuing that growth. I had a very, very busy end to, to last season. I, I think in the end I was 10 countries in the space of about seven weeks, which in this period is, is baffling. <laughs> but... <laughs> That was my last couple of months. <laughs> I can't even imagine travelling to that many countries in that space very, of time. Very different over here. But I said I did a, a number of COVID tests. There was a couple of days <laughs> where I did three COVID tests in 24 hours for different reasons. So it was a, it was such a busy period. I did take a nice month off after that and travelled around and, yes, travelled normally but just for some leisure and got some sun on a few beaches. But, no, look, going into the season, a few big events coming up, there are, Obviously, the, the key competitions have, have restarted. Next year, we have a World Cup in Qatar, which is, is something which is quite special for me, given the fact that that's sort of where my TV journey started six, seven years ago. So I'm really, I've really been looking forward to that, to, to get to, to a World Cup in Qatar. I think that will be a really special opportunity, but that's still 15, 16 months away. So, look, a busy period, but much of the same for me going forward. A little bit of uncertainty of when I can next visit family and friends in Australia, but aside from that, it's just as as you were and, and getting back into it with a, a busy season and hopefully a bit more normality here ahead. Well, Adriano, thank you so much for joining me today. My absolute pleasure, anytime. Thank you for listening to the Footprints of Leadership podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify to be notified of our next episode. You can find more on our socials at Footprints Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Giraffe Consulting. If your business is ready for a new perspective, visit giraffeconsulting.com.au.